This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome to the Ion Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network, joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, a multitasking guy who covers both high school and college. He's had a wild ride with the Harding University going to a championship game this week. He's also on top of that high school uh, action, which uh, capped the football season last week at War Memorial. And, E, we got a lot to talk about today. A whole lot, man. It's a good Monday, man. Good Monday. Yeah. So let's start with the state championship games. Uh, We were down to the final two classifications uh, on Saturday at War Memorial Stadium. We had the 4A game and the 3A game played. We'll start with the 4A game. What a a wild-scoring game like we thought it would be. Harding Academy, they get a 43-35 win against Rivercrest. Harding said, you know what? We're only going to be in 4A for just a couple of years, but we're going to make the most of it. Make the most of it, man. <laughs> and uh, they, they couldn't ask for a better way to uh, to cap that off, for sure, man, with what they did Saturday, man. And uh, I'm glad the rain kind of held off yeah. or kind of slacked up, so to speak, and, you know, before that. Uh, and they made for a good game. It did. Harding Academy caps off a 15-0 season. Uh, they jumped out to a big lead, but but Rivercrest said, uh, "We're gonna come back a little bit in this." And they, the coach you know, did you know, come you, back. You, you gotta know they weren't gonna lay down. Yeah, man. I, you know, and Harding's done that all year. They've jumped out to a big lead, and normally they, you know, for the most part, probably more so than not, they've held teams off uh, and ended up pulling away big. But hey, Rivercrest wasn't going easily, man, and. You know, as long as you got a, a, a Turner in the back, That's right. you, you got a shot, man. <laughs> That's right. Tailwind Turner. <laughs> man, literally. <laughs> so Harding jumps out to a 15-0 lead. Looks like they're going to go win in blowout fashion. Owen Miller, their quarterback, he's throwing, running, you know, all that to get to a big lead. But then Rivercrest did come back, and they were able to make it a one-possession game late, but Harding kind of held on. But uh, another big game you mentioned, uh, Kobe Turner, 287 yards, all-purpose yards, had a couple of catches, and, of course, ran the ball well. But, man, Owen Miller, the quarterback for Harding Academy, he is a dude. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's a dude. Man. Yeah. And, and, and he's in his blood. Man, he's got brothers that, that were dudes as well. He's just carrying on in that line. Uh, he shows up in the biggest of games, man. He's done it all year long. He's done it really since he's been on the center. Uh, uh, we took over when, when Cade Smith decided to concentrate on football. I mean, uh, baseball, baseball yeah. last year. But he, he's been that guy. Uh, it, it has not been a drop off. He just continually gets better, uh, you know. And I put him along. You know, he reminds me a lot of of, of Kane Archer as far yeah. as them playing early, yeah, and, but comparison. not taking off at all. You know, not not being a drop off with the quarterbacks before them, just kind of ascending, ascending, ascending. And they play big in those big games, man. And man. he did that Saturday. Uh, 362 yard passing accounted for five touchdowns. This game was named the MVP as he should have been. Uh, so. Harding Academy, if, if those of you who don't know or maybe new to the show or haven't followed it as much, uh, when the Arkansas Activity Association a couple of years ago passed a a, a resolution or a bill uh, called the uh, Competitive Equity Factor, they take into account point totals accumulated by teams, not non-public teams, in various sports, and if they exceed a certain number of points, they have to bump them to classification. Well, Harding Academy being in the state finals last year, first they they were bumped up to 4A, then being in the state championship game last year, then winning it this year, they have accumulated enough points where they're going to bump them to class 5A next year. So Harding only got to play two years in 4A. We're in championship games both years. Now they get to go to 5A. 
we know what's waiting on them in five AE. We, yeah, we, yeah. we, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know uh, what the conference they'll be in, man. But uh, yeah, it, it's a little, it's a little some heat in five A, man. Yeah. But you know what? You know, I, I, I expect them to compete. They will. You know, and Hardy's not going to take a backseat to anyone. You know, they, they, they got a system in place, and you know, the quarterbacking. I mean, it's almost like it doesn't matter who's the quarterback that you're going to produce. Um, and you've got to be that guy, and, and they've had those year in, year out. You know, I think Owen's got another year back. Uh, oh, yeah, he's junior. He'll, he'll yeah. be back two years. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I expect him to compete, man. It's uh, interesting because used to, when you would look at Class 5A, you would look at, okay, there's Pulaski Academy you got to beat or Little Rock Christian you got to beat or, or you know, wh- whatever. Sometimes Harrison, you know, w- would, would be that team. Next year, 5A is going to look completely different. 6A is going to look completely different. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, because of the competitive equity factor, you got uh, Pulaski Academy, Little Rock Christian moving up, Harding moving up, Shallow Christian moving up. And what, that, what that's going to do is create a waterfall effect with some really good public schools you know, bump, bumping down or being – in classifications without these teams, which kind of opens up more opportunities for them. So we'll see how that works out. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Class 3A. Now, this was a game that was played at noon on Saturday at War Memorial. Boonville 25, Prescott 22. But, E, I don't know if you saw the ending of this game, but this was a very controversial ending to this game. You know, I I didn't see it, but probably about – 3.30, 3.30, uh, I was in the uh, 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 the the press conference for Harding and uh, Lenard Wines football game, and I got probably about seven or eight texts. Wow. And about four of them were from coaches, high school coaches, yeah. asking, man, did you see this? Did you see that? I had no idea what they were talking about uh, until I actually was going through X and reading and then, uh, you know, reading some of, some of the comments and things like that, and I'm like, wow. So I never actually saw it. But, you know, based on what they were telling me and what you just mentioned, man, it had to be some controversy in it with, with, with that one. Let me set the scene. Um, so Prescott had scored a touchdown uh, to make it 20 – to pull within three, uh, uh, 25-22. They tried an onside kick. Uh, they didn't recover it. Um, so Boonville got the ball around the 40-yard line, 40-something yard line, and uh, they were working the clock. Prescott was calling timeouts. With about a minute left, Boonville was facing a fourth and two. Um, they went for it on fourth down rather than punt. They went for it, and Dax Goff, their star running back, got the ball, and he dove into the line. I was watching the game on my phone at a restaurant in Fayetteville, and I'm like, he didn't get it. He, he, he's short. He didn't get it, you know, and, uh, and, the, and the official signaled that he didn't get it. It was going to be Prescott's ball at about, you know, the 48-yard line, so right about midfield, you know, with a minute to go. And so then they signal Prescott's ball, and the offense for Prescott comes on the field. The defense for Boonville's there, and the, but there's a player hurt, player on the ground hurt. Can't, don't remember if it's a Prescott player, or Boonville, what one or the other. Anyway, so they decided to go back and measure after they'd already signaled the other way. They went back and measured it. Don't know if the ball had been moved. Don't know. Didn't see all that. They go back and measure it, and the ball was ahead of the chains by about a half by about a half a ball. <laughs> and wow. so, so wow. Boonville gets the first down, and they ran out the clock. And they, of course, the Prescott coach uh, Brian Glass just went ballistic, you know, on the sideline as you would. You know, yeah, you can't blame exactly. him for that at all. And right, right. Uh, anyway, that's the way uh, that's the way it went down. 
Oh man, that's, that's that's tough, man. I you know, and I knew when I was reading those things and getting the the, the texts and things of that nature that it's something. I you know they mentioned about the ball being short uh, and everything like that, but that's tough to swallow, man. Yeah. When 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 you you think you've got them stopped and you're about to change possessions, yeah, and, and just so happens a, a kid is hurt and and then they go back and and measure, you know, and that's 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 tough, man, because at, at that point, you know. I don't know what the explanation was from the officials. If you know Coach Glass, and I know it's Coach Glass, he's a great guy. Yeah, and, and, and for him to get set off like that because he he's as calm as they come, you know. But for him to get you know to 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 react that way, it, it must have really been <laughs> been uh been been eating away at him with with that, and understandably so with something like that. Uh, but that's tough, you know. And we don't know how the game would have turned out if Prescott had got the ball and and, and got it anyway. But still, just. You know, to think one thing and then all of a sudden there's something else—that's that's rough, yeah. man. <laughs> well, in the, in the in Graham Thomas's story, Glass is quoted saying, "We were we we were just ready to call a play, and the next thing we know, they're measuring. Uh, there was no measurement necessary. The ball didn't get to the line they had to get to for a first down. They didn't measure anything all night, and all of a sudden they measure, and the chain was not where it was. I don't know what that means. Uh, the chain the chain was on that yard line. I have no idea what happened. Um, wow." So it's a lot less controversial if you measure the ball right as soon as the play ended. You're like, hey, it's close. Let's measure. I don't know why they didn't measure at that point, but they didn't. They they just spotted ball, said Prescott ball, and Prescott sidelines are going nuts. There's a player hurt. Next thing you know, they are measuring. The ball is now across the first down marker. It all, you know – (laughs) <laughs> it lends itself to controversy when 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 it comes down that way. It's like you know, and, and you can you know, as officials, kind of save yourself for that flag if you. And initially, if they signal first down Prescott initially, then that obviously they they're seeing that maybe the ball is not where the line that they should get right, game. Right. But then you come back and then you measure. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's just wild. It's a weird you know, ending. And, and I hate, I hate to to for games to end that way, uh, especially yeah. in that fashion. Like, and like you just mentioned, man, it'd be different if it was measured right there when when we you know when the ball got to the whatever spot was. But yeah. then you know you wait moments later, and then you know measure. Who knows if if things were moved, the ball was moved up. I don't, you know, because we don't know that. Yeah, well, uh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But again, that that's. That's tough, tough, tough to swallow, man. You yeah. know, and and uh, but e- either way, I mean, hats off the both teams, particularly Boonville. Um, you know, they they uh they did what they had to do to, to they win did. the game. They they these have been the two best teams in the class all year. No doubt, and, no doubt. Know, and, and you know, it, it just turned out that way as well. Now, Dax Goff uh, for Boonville had a monster game for them: two hundred forty-five y- yards rushing, three touchdowns. He's also the guy who recovered the onside kick there at the end. Mm. Uh, we mentioned, you know, Eric, you're going down. Uh, this week to cover Harding uh, University down. They're playing for a national championship. Well, guess who they've who who will be signing with them here in in a couple of weeks is Dax Golf and that that fits him perfectly. Yes, man. I mean, and, and and I think a lot of people and we'll you know we'll talk about this uh, shortly. But you know, a lot of people kind of uh, they look at at what Harding does and, and just kind of you know it's, it's boring ball or whatever. No, it's, it's really no, not boring ball. You, you got good running backs. You know that that system, and even even the receivers. I mean, they use they use a lot of receivers. You know, and they remind me a lot of of, and I've always um, respected Coach Jones when he was at Greenwood. As, aside from being just a great coach all over, all of his receivers 
do more than just catch the ball. Yeah, they, they block, block. Yeah. on the edge. They they do different things. Harding does the same thing just in the run uh, oriented offense. And guys like Dax will flourish uh, in, in that offense, man. And it, it's I, I love watching the way they play football and they run they run it. Um, and and he, he's going to plug in and, and going to probably play early. <laughs> it's interesting uh, because, you know, the flex bone is a a blue collar, you know, type offense, mm-hmm. tough, hard, tough running. And you're like, well, they just got a bunch of plotters that can't, they can't break off, you know, big plays or whatever. I'm like, no, you're, you're missing the whole point. Uh, exactly. Where, you know, you might have a running back somewhere that, you know, I mean, like, for example, the the, the dude from uh, the dude from EPC uh, Gaines. Mm-hmm. He's a dude that might that might get a seam and, and take it 80 to the house, okay? And he can do that untouched. Dax Golf can go 80 on you, but he's going to stiff arm three or four guys to the exactly. ground, and that's exactly. still going to be that same 80 yards. You know, he's just doing it in yards. a different way. <laughs> exactly, man. And they've got several guys in, in an offense that are, are, are actually – that were tail – like little legit tailbacks. For, for instance, Braden Jay uh, was at Cabot uh, uh, yeah. a year two ago. Yeah, and he was a a scat back tailback, but he's in that offense, and he made. I mean, he 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 does what he does, yeah. you know. And I, I love watching him, man. And, and Dax Golf, like I said, he's he's a kid that's going to fit right in with what they're doing. Um, and it, it's 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 special to see, and it's been great to watch that kid in high school, man. I mean, because yeah. like you say, he he when you, if you tackle him, you're going to feel it. Uh, you know, it's not going to be an arm tackle. Not one two guys going to bring him down. No. He, he's going to keep turning out yards, man. And eventually, like I said, he he may break an eighty yarder, seventy five yarder. Uh, but you're going to feel it, whatever you, whatever you do, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just been great to, to watch that kid play ball. This is the season he had this year, golf, uh, 2,699 yards this season for his career, 5,961 yards, um, just missed by 39 yards, uh, going over the 6,000 yard mark. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, just, uh, he's just, he is a, he is a, Football player. Football player. Football player. <laughs> yes. I mean, he gets it done on both sides of the ball, yeah. too. I mean, you know, he, he's a, a legit you, – you, you hit the nail on the head, man. He's a football player. Um, and, and, you know, they, they come through boom a lot, man. But he, <laughs> he, he he's special, man. He, he's yeah. really special. And I know that it may sound cliche, but that, that kid, he's got the goods, man. Yep. All right, so, E.T., I'm putting it on. You got Owen Miller, got Dax Goff. Owen Miller, Dax Goff. Who's your player of the week? You know, I I, I got to go with Owen, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, and you can almost go do one A one B. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go with Owen, man. That that kid, uh, again, you know, and he's an underclassman. Yeah. And shine on that stage, you know, in in, in that big, you know, arena, not not arena, but stadium. Um, and to do what he do, put on a show and and put those guys on his back with his legs, with his arms. Uh, you know, he shows. Uh, so much poise, which he's done, like I said, since he's taken over that job, you know, last year, um, you know, just to do what he did, man, it, it, it's huge. You know, no, 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 uh, you know, not taking anything away from Dax, of course. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, you but, mentioned uh, you it, 1A, 1B. I, I got to get yeah. going, man. Yeah, yeah. And that will wrap up this first segment of the I Own Preps podcast. And when we come back after this break, we'll talk about the final high school rankings. We'll be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. 
or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm with Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E.T., I cannot believe the football season's over. It just it seems like it went by really fast. You know, and we've talked about this before, man. We we wait, you know, months and months and months for it to get here. We, we're, we're ecstatic. We go through summer football camps and things like that. Then we go to tour days in August. And then once it gets here, we let you great. And then it just zooms by just like that, man. It's almost a bittersweet type thing. But, you know, it, it, it again, it was a, another – you know, outstanding season by 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 all these teams in, in high school football, man. It, it, it's, it's it's rough to see it go, man. Yeah. So many big highlights, too, this season. You know, you had Drake Lindsey at Fayetteville, you know, setting the record in the state's largest classification for most touchdown passes in a season with 52. Um, you had Bo Williams almost get 400 um, against Little Rock Christian, a team that shook that loss off and made it back to a state to the state championship game in 6A. Uh, you had the emergence – uh, of Kane Archer at Greenwood in his first season um, as the starting quarterback and kind of seeing how his career is going to going to shape up and, and why he is one of the top recruits at his position in the country um, in that 2026 class. You saw uh, 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 Little Rock Parkview just continue to, to, to just dominate people no matter what classification they were, 7A, 5A, it didn't matter. Um, you know, so just lots of really big highlights uh, this season. You know, and that's that's you know one of the things that made it such a special year, man. It was so many highlights, so many uh, narratives and things of that nature, man. You mentioned three or four just then, you know, with, with Bryant, you know, having yeah. their five year run uh, in coaching uh, change, yeah, coaching change, yeah, with, with all that, man. Uh, just so much, you know, the, and the 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 high level play that some of the smaller classifications had uh, this year as well, man. It, it was. A special, special season, uh, you know, to put it in those terms, man. So much went on uh, week in and week out. It wasn't just a, a one-week thing or a one- or two-game thing. This was every Friday night. You had big things happening by, by different teams, different players, different coaches. Uh, just a great year all over, man. What I'm going to do, I'm going to introduce the idea for a new reality show where we would take Kevin Kelly and put him at the smallest two-way playing football school that hasn't had any success and see how he could, he could do for a season. And then the next year we move him to another school. Then the next year move him to another school. And I think it would be fo- uh, a, a great uh, reality show just to follow Kevin Kelly around the state and see what he could do in one year's time at some of these schools like that, that hadn't had much success. How, well, it, would that be a good show? That would be a good show, man. Yeah. And I guarantee you have a lot of people tuning in. Yeah, <laughs> in, exactly. Uh, just, just for that, man. I'm just, and I've, I've heard ramblings of him possibly getting back into yeah, me too. coaching uh, as of late, uh, but that that would be special, man. That, that'd be something for sure. I, I'm definitely returning to tune in to, to see that. Well, I want to see Kevin Kelly coaching again. That's that's what oh, I yeah, want to oh, see yeah, for definitely, sure. Definitely, man. With with what he does and the passion he has, you know, a lot a lot of it's made about you know his offense and things of that nature, man. But just the passion he, he coaches with, yeah, and it's enough to just get me revved up. Yeah, you know, and I, I would love to see him back on the sideline. That would be a good show. So let's talk about the final rankings, E, in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, because this was kind of debated back and forth a little bit on a fellow podcast with uh, Graham Thomas and Leland Barclay and Rick Fires, one that they do up here, uh, Prep Rally po- uh, Podcast. So in the final rankings for us, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, we got Little Rock Park View ranked number one overall. 
uh, 5A school. They went undefeated at 14-0, and 0, beat three 7A schools in the non-conference. E, we have them ranked number one. Tell me about, t- tell me about that ranking. I, 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 that's one that really, it, and I mean, just, just just me and, and what I'm thinking is almost um, undisputed, you know, so speak. I, I in think my so eyes, too. Because I, I, yeah. I think, and we've said this time and time again on the show, they've been the, the best team in the state, you know, all year. When, when they went on the road uh, early in the year and, and knocked off Bryant, you know, that said a lot. Yes. First of all, you know, when you, when you're a five, a school, and then you go to someone else, a home field, let alone five A defending state seven A champ. Yeah, and, and do that, and then follow that up with beat down after beat down after beat down against really good teams. Yeah, um, and then again, and a lot of times we, we we throw the eye test around a lot. They have the eye test, you know. And uh, for me, it, it was a, a no brainer. Um, I know, you know. Fayetteville and, and Greenwood and those two teams, which you know, deservedly so. Yeah, you know, yeah. they handled their business as well. Uh, particularly Greenwood, I, I love that Greenwood team. Uh, but you know, and and I think you know those who have either one of those teams ahead of Parkview, they, I mean, they they're probably uh, some justifications and, and and you know things with that nature. But just for me, uh, you know, Parkview has been that team, you know, since week three, man, and they backed it up week after week after week. And that the last game against a really, really good shallow Christian team that, you know, came to Little Rock and, and beat down the 6A runner-up Yeah, uh, early in the year, man. You know, you don't see shallow get beat like that. I don't know when the last time shallow has beat, getting, you know, have been beaten like that, uh, you know, and, and, and probably did it in a way that they've done – Every every week this year, they could have put eighty. They could have put eighty up. Yeah, they could have put eighty up that night if they if they had really you know pressed the issue. They could have. I saw the best shallow Christian team ever ever in twenty ten go down and try to play with a team from Texas, Euless Trinity. Euless Trinity, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. I remember watching that game on ESPN. I think it what it was, and it wasn't pretty. No, at all. No, but. Uh, so Parkview number one, Fayetteville number two, 13 and 0. Bulldogs go 13 and 0. Um, first time to go undefeated, I think, in a long time. Uh, first state championship for the 7A West Conference uh, since 2016. Uh, kudos to Casey Dick and the Fayetteville Bulldogs. What a terrific season they had. Uh, what a terrific, you know, senior season for Drake Lindsay, who's going to Minnesota. Uh, great job all the way around there. Uh, Greenwood again, another perfect season for them. Thirteen and zero, won the eleventh state championship in program history. Uh, well, whoever stepped on the field against them this year got sent back home on that loser bus. And uh, you know, you can't say enough about what Chris Young has done there at Greenwood, taking over a program for Rick Jones. A when I use this term, legend, I don't know any other word to describe that guy but a legend. And uh, the Bulldogs, man. Another a, a great season and, and capped it off in in style. In style, man. I mean, it, it's Greenwood. I mean, they 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 have a, a expectation there, and, and you know when when Chris took over, uh, he just continued the expectations, man. And they just uh, turn in great teams after great teams, and and you know what they did this year again against some pretty good competition as well. Yeah. Especially when they got to deep in the playoffs, man. Uh, it just it just. It's amazing what they've been able to do. You know, uh, Ian, something else that, that we don't really talk about that much, um, 
was not only the fact that Chris Young took over that Greenwood program for Rick Jones, he also lost Zach Watson, yep. uh, the offensive coordinator there, who came up to Elkins. And we saw we see what he's doing at Elkins. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, he that was Rick Jones leaving, going to Missouri to be on uh, Eli Drinkwitz's staff. And, and as a, I'm not sure what his role is, but he's he's got a role in the football program under Eli Drinkwitz. And then he loses Zach Watson, who comes up to Elkins and does what nobody's been able to do at Elkins before. So for Chris Young to be able to withstand, you know, that, that kind of loss um, just, just speaks volumes about what he's been able to do at Greenwood. Exactly, man. And, and no one believes it's going to fall off anytime soon. No. You know, with, with Greenwood. I mean, as, as long as he's there, uh, Kane Archer is still there. They, they, they're they going to always uh, shuttle out receivers. You're going to always have stud receivers. You're going to always have great linemen. You're going to always have a stud back or two. Uh, they, they could turn out yards, man. That's just the program that they have in place. And yeah. I remember, uh, you know, Rick Jones telling me years ago, um, you know, that, that you know, he starts his kid off, kids off, you know, early with the, with his system. Yeah. You know, back in elementary, coming on up. Yeah. So by the time they get to high school, man, it, it's second nature, you know, and it's just kind of a fine-tuned thing, man. I don't. I don't expect that to change at all no time soon. Well, you mentioned it last week, and you hit it, you know, perfectly right on the head. Uh, Greenwood is quarterback high. Um, mm-hmm. You take a look at the the lineage there in the chain. It starts with Daniel Stigall, mm-hmm. Connor Nolan, Tyler Wilson, uh, Hunter Hunter uh, Houston. Uh, now now Kane Archer. It just want there. There's seems to be always a stud waiting in the wings for their opportunity to come in, and when they do, they mm-hmm. excel. They excel. And again, they don't expect anything differently, you know. And they've been learning the system since they were young. By the time they get to the varsity level, man, it's it's you know it's, it's all about precision and, and fine tuning at that point, man, and just ascending to get better and better and better. Which every quarterback that comes through that system gets better and better and better and better. By the time they get senior, you know that they're they're usually one of the top two, three, or four quarterbacks in the state at that at that at that time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting next year to see, and we're going to talk about this now, and we'll wrap up the show with this uh, segment. So twenty twenty four. Conference realignment, the the Arkansas Activities Association will make this official on Thursday, but we got a whole lot of shaking going on uh, now that the season's over with, and we talked about that a little bit um, when the when the show first started today about the competitive equity uh, factor and the point system that they use to slot the non-public schools. So, to recap, Little Rock Christian, Pulaski Academy, both will be elevated to Class 7A. That will send Jonesboro and Fort Smith Southside down a classification to Class 6A. Shiloh Christian, just like Harding Academy, they had a brief run in Class 5A, went to -to back-to-back state championship games. They accumulated enough equity points where they're going to be elevated to 6A. The 6A West next year will have Greenwood and Fort Smith Southside and Shiloh Christian all in the same conference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with all of that, you know, the one thing that, that's that's going to have to, to, to I'm going to have to get wrapped around my mind is to seeing uh, the fourth Smith schools in separate classifications. Yes. Uh, that's, that's something that I promise you, you could have, I could have bet years ago that that would never, never. ever happen. Yeah. Um, and to see it happen, about to happen anyway. Uh, that that's that's something that, that that's 
that, that really kind of blows my mind outside of, you know, everything else that's going on, all the other shake, but that, that there sticks out to me, you know, and, and it's just, it's just odd, uh, just odd, going to be odd to see, honestly. Little Rock Christian will remain in 6A. So that's been a good move for them. And they, they will remain for a lot of years. They opted to bump up to the highest classification. They were having a hard time competing at that level with Bryant, with the emergence of Bryant and, and Conway and, and that kind of thing. And they said, you know what? We're going to play where we're, where we're supposed to play. And mm-hmm. that's in 6A. So they're going to be in 6A. Oh, guess what? Benton is still also in 6A. Uh, mm-hmm. So 6A is going to be it was salty. It's still going to be salty. It's still going to be salty, man. <laughs> and Catholic has a lot of a lot of young kids there, so they're going to be good again. Uh, they're, they're bringing the quarterback back, a lot of the playmakers. So they and they had a good year uh, this year. They're going to be back again. Six A is going to be a, a real, real. <laughs> Shiloh's bumped up. Um, you know, Southside now. It's six A may very well be the most intriguing yeah uh class i mean they were, they were top it was top heavy this year but you know next year it, it's going to be some heat and you're going to have probably eight or nine teams in that mix yeah you know or at least a legit six in the mix all year man the 5a west uh might be the most impacted conference um in any of the cl- conferences in the state I, I don't know i haven't looked at all of them and i won't see that until thursday but enrollment wise both Huntsville and Gravit had the enrollment to bump them up to 5A. But because of what happened above them with Pulaski, Little Rock Christian jumping up to 7A, that bumps two teams down from 7A to 6A. That bump, that then bumps two teams that were in 6A down to 5A. So that's going to impact the 5A West big time. So the 5A West and what what has been kind of a Northwest-centric conference is now going to be a Northwest central centric conference. If that makes sense, um, I'm getting way too big words here. Uh, but anyway, Huntsville Prairie grow Prairie grows, goes back to four a gravit remains in four a Huntsville drops down to four a the five, a shallow Christian goes up to six a. So the five, a West is going to have a whole new look. It'll be Farmington Alma, and then they'll be, and then Harrison, and then they'll be joined by, I think, Valonia Greenbrier, Moralton, uh, in a lot of central uh, area uh, schools in the central part of the state, Clarksville. Um, so it will look it will look a lot different. A whole lot different, man. Yeah. Hey, like I said, it, it, with all that that, that shaking, man, it, it's you know maybe strange, but it's going to be intriguing. Yeah, um, because you got a lot of newness with with every class, uh, particularly six and, and, and five, that that's going to create uh, some really really. Uh, nice Friday nights, yeah. Uh, with, with, with matchups, man. Uh, just something that we get used to, but then again, I mean, it's just what happens, you know, nowadays, and then uh, it's, it's a change, but you know, sometimes change is good, yeah, yeah. So, again, uh, the Arkansas Activity Association on Thursday will release the what the new conferences will be for the 2024 to 2026 cycle. Um, they did it different this time, they did it the way it should have been done. The first time they did this, they are slotting the non-public schools first based on the competitive equity factor and what, you know, those other factors that they use. They're slotting them first, and then they're building back, back, backfilling, I guess, with the public schools for the 16, 16, 32, and so on and so on and so on in the other classifications. So uh, uh, it's it'll be, it'll be a fun day on Thursday seeing where everybody, you know, all these schools shake out and how – 
how the balance of power will shift in some of these conferences? You know, I, I've had a uh, actually this morning I had two uh, two coaches uh, ask me when did I when did that did I know when those will be released and I, I told them on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so there's already a lot of uh, interest in, in, yes. and you know <laughs> with with what's going going to happen when who's here who's there. Uh, so that's that's going to be a, a really really uh, big day for a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, that will wrap up e this this fall edition of the I Own Preps podcast. We're going to take a couple of weeks off, and and uh, you know we will uh, we'll be back um, in January. We'll be talking about basketball and and uh, taking a look at maybe a little peek at some spring sports, uh, you know, in those podcasts or whatever. But man, I just want to wish uh, Eric, you and your guys, a, a you know, happy holiday, and our listeners a happy holiday. You know, and be safe, and and uh, we'll be we'll see you back in twenty twenty four. Oh no doubt, man. We we got a whole lot left to talk about uh, coming up, man. It's a lot of a lot of things going on. Like I said, with the spring sports, basketball is in full full mode right now, and I've been uh been been my head down with that rolling, man. So it's still a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, man. Yes, sir. Well, for Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I'm Chip Susan with the Hog Sports Network. We thank you for listening to our podcast all fall long. Uh, you guys have a happy and safe holiday, and we'll see you back in 2024. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.